okay, seriously, not gonna lie. After after no, be still. After we every time after we do this show, I find myself dancing and humming that song. I'm like boom, boom, ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. It does kind of remind me of uh, what's happening. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So what's happening, guys? Here we are since we're talking about what's happening. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, (laughs) Why do we always have to pick something where we're showing our age, right? Seriously. Uh, What happens? Oh, look, there's Todd. He must have been waiting with bated breath. What's happening, Todd? Um, So here we are back for another episode of Indie Invasion Shorts after a very successful Coastal Con considering COVID and everything, it was a very successful coastal con. We'll talk a little bit about that, but Eric, it just by happenstance, what are we going to be talking about tonight? Well, tonight guys, uh, we decided to talk about conventions. So we figured we could ramble a little bit and kind of coincidence, isn't it? What a coincidence, man. Wow. Almost like we planned it. Almost right. (laughs) I'm going to admit, though, when I first started planning Coastal Con, I was not thinking about talking about it on a podcast slash live show slash whatever whatever this monster we have created has become, whatever you want to call that. So if you're just joining us, pop over into the comments and say hello, and we will. Okay, there you go. Um, basement's looking nice there, Eric. That's Raul. Thank you, Raul. He's got it all nicely, <laughs> nicely cleaned up. I told him don't hang a curtain up in the back like me because you don't want to see what's behind mine. But he's his is all neat and stuff. So yeah, all the goodies, all the toys. Oh, oh, Todd's unboxing unboxing a Kickstarter Galaxy Hunters. I'm not sure. You should probably be recording that, Todd, so we can watch that because I don't know what that is. So yeah. I'm not so, sure if I remember that one either. Right. So d- we need a video, Todd. There you go. You you have been <laughs> you've been officially hired by Indie Invasion to do an unboxing. We will pay you one million internet points every day for the rest of your life. Don't spend them all in one place. So let's dive right in. How do you want to start this? Let's let's talk Coastal Con first. Okay. Let's talk to let's Coastal talk Coastal Con. Con first. So last year for our first run at Coastal Con, we had 128 people, which was fantastic. That was amazing. So needless to say, when we went into it this year, I was, you know, I was a little bit hesitant because COVID really. Well, it hammered a lot of yeah. the conventions, big and small. I mean, yeah. Gen Con, Adepticon, you know, ones that are close to me, couldn't go to them. Just just canceled, outright canceled. And yeah. then the one that we did manage to make it to, Mace in Charlotte, North Carolina, normally, I want to say that one's normally at least 600 people. Uh, and I, I'm not part of the, the background on that, so I can't definitively say, but it's usually a pretty big con. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they only had about a hundred and something people when we were there. Now, everyone had a blast, and I think it was good that they went ahead and put Mace on because at that point in time, after having been that long, it was in November, so after having been that long in lockdown and quarantine for everybody, I think it was, I think it was a good thing. So, Mm-hmm. Segwaying that back to us, we had almost 50 people. Now, with COVID and everything else, I think that that is a pretty significant number considering considering everything that was going on. We had a lot of fun. We had tons of demos, lots of gaming going on. Um, 
I got, I, it, it was, it was good. It was a really good time. We had fun. There was only one negative that came out of the whole thing. Do you know what that is, Eric? What's that? You don't know what the one negative of Coastal Con was? C can you tell me what it was? I think I do. What, I wanna... break, break it, break it down for us, buddy. Break it down. What, what was the negative? I want to hear it. I didn't get to go. That, that is what it was. That's right. Yeah, I had to cancel last minute. Yeah. And... Ah, I miss seeing all the friends See? and playing games. And so, yeah, yeah, Raul said we missed you. We did indeed. But there was great, great, great stuff going on. We had guys from Jacksonville. Not not a whole lot of real far travelers this time. I think Jacksonville may have been the farthest. Um, uh, no, no, no. We Atlanta, uh, North Carolina. So, you know, four hours or so away. And quite a few local people showed up. Overall, I'm, I'm very happy with it, and but I will say this. We are definitely going to be back in the hotel next year by hook or by crook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, I, need, I want the space. I want the availability of the food and everything, and I just think it makes it easier for people, which will take us right into talking about conventions because yes. that's what we're talking about. So – let me jump right into it and say, what kind of conventions do you like? I mean, there's all kinds of different kind, whether it's historical, miniature, gaming, RPG. I mean, there's so many different ones that either center on a specific game style. Like when I say RPG, I think of Gary Khan. I right. think of miniature games, I think of Adepticon. And then your general ones like the big mammoth Gen Con. Right. What kind of ones do you like? You like those big ones, small ones? I don't really like the big ones personally. And for you guys that are listening, pipe in. Uh, even if you're watching later, um, jump in and and say what which kind you like too. But I, I like, I mean, I don't. I guess you kind of have to qualify what counts as a large con because I really love Mace. And the funny thing about Mace in North Carolina is it's not a miniatures convention; it's an RPG convention. Where's Advent yeah. D D Adventure League, all kinds of stuff going on like that. And but they they're always happy to have our little group of people come in and uh show off some mini games. Mm -hmm. So we do that, but it's a really great one. And like I said, that one's probably six, seven hundred people. So that's pretty decent sized. So I guess that's probably about the size I like personally. I loved the one time I went to Adepticon, mm -hmm. but it was just like it was like so. Bit. I needed five more days. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I needed five more days so I could try everything. I mean, what is it do you like about the little ones? Because they are small, so small scaled, you can kind of interact with groups of people. They're better. I, I now this is going to sound funny because you and I connected at Adepticon, one of the biggest, right? But mm -hmm. I feel like I get to know people better at the smaller ones. And that's why I said it was funny because after I, say you know i just say that and i met you at adepticon um i don't know i just i just kind of it, it seems a little bit easier to operate in doesn't always seem as crowded i, I can remember just adepticon was overwhelming with everything now that might have been a little bit my fault because i did bring seven tables worth of terrain with me so it's Maybe. not like not like i just rolled right in there uh you know what I mean? And oh, and Todd says I would be lost at Gen Con. I, I've been holding no back doubt. bringing that up, Todd. <laughs> I have no doubt about it. On the plus side for me, if I understand correctly, Gen Con really leans more towards board game world. 
It, well, it, Gen Con's like everything, really. Is anymore. it? Okay. I mean, it's just, you know, that that is like five days. I think they usually go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. That's not enough. I mean, it's the whole downtown right. city of Indy. So, well, I do know this. I saw a picture a couple of years ago from people standing in line for Gen Con, and that's why I won't go. I've done that once. Yeah. Not doing that, man. I'm I'm the dude. I'm the dude that drives by McDonald's and my kids are like, hey dad, can we go to McDonald's? I'm like, let me see how many cars are in the drive-thru. Because <laughs> if there's like seven, we ain't going in the drive-thru. Okay, here you if go. Here. If there's three, we're good. Here you go, bud. Like Todd said, 75. Man, I need to be, I need to be at a concert. You know what I'm saying? I need I need to be at like here we go aging myself again. I need to be at Monsters or Rock if there's going to be that many people. See, okay. I'm I'm one of those type of people. So I, I do. I started with the big ones like Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And I, I come from uh, like early conventions I went to. I used to go to like sci-fi conventions like your right. Comic-Con and stuff like that. So I'm kind of used to the big ones. But over the years, I got a little bit smaller, a little bit smaller, right. a little bit smaller because of like Gen Con is tiring. It's exhausting. Sure. And it's not because you're busy. It's because you're speed walking the whole time trying to see right. everything because there's so much to see. Sure. Which I love. I That's one of the things I like about the big things because I'm the type of person that walks around, likes looking at stuff. Uh, I'm a people watcher. So I, I right. like, like, you know, R- rubbernecking the whole time. Yep. 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 And I mean, and I will admit those bigger ones, unless you are part of some kind of little group, a gaming group, whether it's your local community and they go to these big things and you kind of organize events, um, it's kind of hard to connect with people there unless you're involved with a specific thing. Uh, like with us, we met at Adepticon Wild West Exodus. Right. So we were there with that group. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's kind of actually one of the talking points I wanted to bring up is that's why I like conventions. You get yeah. to see your community that maybe you only see once a year. Yep. And you only interact with here online. And right. That's it. Yeah. You really get an opportunity to meet a lot of people that you never would have. And, you mm-hmm. know, as as bad or toxic or whatever, as all of the social media stuff can be. Uh, you can set that toxic stuff aside and and look at the good parts of it that the, that it does, like connecting these gaming communities together. You know what I mean? Because you don't have you don't have to be part of the toxic stuff that goes on out there. You can you can just be part of the stuff where you're you're connecting with somebody, and then one one time you're finding out you're talking to somebody in one of the game groups, and it inevitably happens that somebody goes. You live in this town? You're like, yeah, on this street. And they go, shut up. I'm yeah, like I've, three blocks away from you. I've had that happen years ago um, going to Oklahoma. Uh, me and my son used to play a game, the, um, you know, the giant kaiju monster apocalypse yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we would, you know, I got connected with a group here in the Chicago area, and they told me about, oh, they do this thing out in Oklahoma. You know, so we went out there. I think it was the second year may know as the first year i went out there and same what, thing what con was it was it twister con no 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 it was a independent run con that was just okay. monster apocalypse oh okay uh through team covenant that they're they're still online doing stuff and uh happened to run into a guy that's in the chicago area and it's like wait a second you live in the chicago area you <laughs> never come out to our, right. our events and, right 
it's just one of those things. So yeah, I drove all the way to Oklahoma to meet a guy that lives yeah. 30 minutes from me. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. That's so funny. Yeah. My, my nephew has a story like that too. He met a kid uh, when he was about 10 at uh, Disneyland that lived less than a mile away from us, but he met oh, him man. at Disneyland. That's like, weird. How, how does that stop? That's so weird. Yeah. So that's one of the things I love. I've met a lot of people. I've met a lot of cool people. Everybody that's watching right now, I've met through either conventions or connecting with games mm-hmm. or um, or through the podcast, you know, some some element of the gaming world. And it's almost like the conventions are the culmination of all that stuff. It's the culmination of what we do on Indie Invasion and what we do um, in our in our game groups and on our tables it's, it's it's like where all of that stuff comes together and you get to go show off your stuff and play games with people and just have a good time yep yep um okay so that was big or small what about local or travel okay so that's a good one i want to hear you guys pipe in on that one what about you what's the big one for you and what? I, and let's do this. I'm okay. kind of spoiled in a little bit on this local or you travel. are you are, but let's define this too. What entails travel? How so, far? Let's let's define how far before we jump on. There. Okay, so I usually I judge uh, uh, it by like how long am I sitting, you know, my butt in that car driving. Okay, and for me, it's all my benchmark's been Gen Con because being in the Chicago area. Gen Con is only like three, three and a half hour drive for okay. me. Okay. I was going to say four for me. So I, I'd be in the same boat as you. So yeah, I would four. usually put about, you know, in that range for five eh, for me that five, it better be good. <laughs> that Well, that's pushing for me, for me being a close one. You know, right. that's kind of where you're starting to get to, okay, I'm going to have to travel here a little bit. Um, Cause it's one of those, I, I like Gen Con because I can get in the car early in the morning and there is a time change, but I can still be there by, you know, maybe late morning. And it's like, right. I still have the whole day to right. enjoy myself at the con and yeah. start it off. Um, closer than that, probably have to be my Adepticon because that's like 20 minutes from the house. Yeah. Right. How do you beat that? <laughs> that Listen, I'm all about local. That's the whole reason I started my own. Now that's con. local. Yeah. You can't get any more local than, you know what? I don't want to drive anywhere. Okay, so Todd said drove 16 hours for Gen Con 2019. All right, Todd, that is impressive. I got you, though. I drove 18 hours for Adepticon. And I was like... And and I about eight eight tubs of rocks and moss. I'm I'm very proud of my (laughs) South Carolina rocks that I brought all the way to, to Chicago. Oh man! So, all didn't yeah. know what those rocks look like, so I needed to bring you some. I think some of that distance thing is it really depends on what's the size of the con. You know, you got to think of that. Who's going to be there? Uh, what kind of games are you involved in? Maybe right. it's a kind of a big tournament that you know is you, you're really into. Um, you know, and yeah. and you're willing to go that that far because maybe locally you just don't have that kind of meta yeah. where you can you can play these games. So I know there's people that do that all the time. They'll drive, you know, to Michigan to do what is right. it, the Michigan GT that's up there. And that's all that is, is tournaments. That's a tournament convention. It's not really so much. I think they have some dealers, right? But it's not like say Gen Con where you have that football size field right. full of just rows and rows of different, you know, vendors. Yeah. I also, um, since I run demos, I'm bringing so much stuff. I think that's why I stay a little bit more local because 
I don't want to drive too far. I've already got a carload of stuff that I'm taking and unloading when I get there. And usually I'll get into a convention for free because I'll run 11 or 12 hours of demos per day that I'm there. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think that's one of the things that kind of keeps me a little bit closer. Cause if I were to go to Adepticon again, I'm flying to your house and I'm riding to Adepticon with you. You yeah, know what I'm, saying? I'm not driving always, again. Last few years, I that's all I do is I just I drive down early in the morning so I can get my good parking spot, mm-hmm. and then I'll leave at every, usually every day. It's later and later, twelve o'clock, yeah. one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and then it's like, oh man, I gotta get up in like five hours. Now I'm gonna tell you that's one of the things that that's that's a good segue for this one right here is I prefer a convention in a hotel. And I want to stay in that hotel right that, downstairs. That way I can be downstairs at three o'clock in the morning and stumble. And, and that's a sober stumble too. Okay. That's a, but I'm so tired from running games and, and running my mouth with people that I haven't seen or just talking, whatever, making new friends that I, that's my, that's, I, it's gotta be in the hotel. That's one of the things that killed me about coastal con this year was because we did it in our church building because it was free. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't in the hotel. I mean, people could have slept in the yard, I guess, if they wanted to. But you know, I mean, you got to be pretty. You got to be pretty hardcore gamer to camp out in the yard just to play a few demos. But so that is that. There we. I got another segue there. What are some of the things you like to do at cons? You mentioned you run them, but do you like going to these cons and doing demos? I know a lot of people do. That's one of their major goals: is they go to these conventions, see a game that maybe isn't released yet. And right. they get to try it out. I hate that. I hate trying a game that isn't released yet. Because then you want to buy it. Right? I want it. I want it because I'm a sucker for games. I'm looking at you, <laughs> Dwight, if you're still watching. I'm looking at you. <laughs> High noon, not released yet, and played it and had so much fun. Um, and like I said at the beginning, incidentally won my first game. But so looking at you, Dwight, I'm looking at you. But I actually, I don't usually get a bunch of time to do demos. I could probably count the games on two hands that I've had the opportunity to play when I'm at cons mm-hmm. just because I, I'm usually so busy with demos because when I set up a demo, my whole purpose when I build a table to go is to build some eye candy. I want to big eye table of eye candy that even if you're not a miniatures player, you come over to the table and you're like, wow, man, that's, that's pretty cool. What is this? And then it's on, I'm going to tell you everything about the entire game and I'm going to, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you to try it out. So I spend a lot of time doing that, but I, I say that to say that the past two, so coastal con and mace with all the COVID stuff and the lower number of people, I actually got to play several games. So okay. I played, uh, at Mace, I got to play Don't Look Back. I played Gaslands. Uh, I think I played a game of Twisted. So three games for me is pretty good. And then at Coastal Con, I was able to play. I ran two. I ran some demos of the Drowned Earth. Um, I I got to play High Noon. I did miss out on one game that I'm just I've missed it three different cons in a row. Uh, it's called Crypts caverns and dungeons uh, no crypts caverns and catacombs yes and it's not released yet uh so it's one of those it's not released yet 
And it's uh, the guy who comes, he sets it up. He's got a bunch of really cool dwarven forges, basically a dungeon crawl, but it is amazing. I, I've, like, I haven't played, but he's been at Coastal Con twice and Siege once where I've missed playing. And everyone that gets up from his table is always the same. They're just like, oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, I think I saw pictures Raul yeah. posted that he got in a game this year. Um, and I remember yeah. seeing it last year and checking it out. And um, I mean, that's another neat thing about conventions is, yeah, you don't get to buy the game, but you get to kind of sometimes help develop that game. Yeah. Um, you know, they have play testing areas or it may be like something that's a one-off homebrew type rules that yep. you may not be able to buy it if ever, but sometimes those creators have like, you know, well, here's a print and play type of thing, you know, and right. then you can go as long as you get those rules, you can go home and kind of create, you yeah. know, the train and whatnot yourself. So that's kind of a neat thing about uh, conventions, too, is just that that aspect of creativity and getting feedback from either people attending or um, I mean, that's. I guess that's more on the lines of why would you actually set up and be at a convention? Right. But it's kind of neat to be able to go to those and maybe give your two cents in to yeah. somebody. Well, I know. So for instance, along those same lines is there's a guy and for the life of me, I can't remember his name, but he goes to siege of Augusta every year and he has created this game. I don't know how many years ago he created it. It's not for sale. It's not for general release. He just created it to bring to siege and I, what I love about it is that it really targets kids. And one thing about me and conventions is people have a tendency to be like, you know, a kid will come up to your demo table and pick up your model that you spent mm -hmm. 45 minutes painting for me or six days painting for Eric, which is why <laughs> his looks better than mine. <laughs> so, so, and, and then, and you're like, like that because they might break it but here's the thing and and i may have said this on the show before i don't know but video games don't say no you mm -hmm. know what i mean so you gotta let the kids play the games or else we you know we lose the next generation of of gamers and i think that it's i think that that's a really really super important aspect of doing those games for people mm -hmm. uh I yeah, and I, I see more and more at the conventions, you, you see your families of gamers. And it's, yeah. it's nice to see that the parents are kind of showing the kids, you know, yeah. that, that the genre of gaming and community, uh, because as they grow up, you know, they develop the same habits. And, sure. it, you know, we continue that cycle so we can continue our hobby. Absolutely. And well, that guy at Siege, the game he created, like I said, not available to buy or anything like that. But it, it's a it's he sets up this big cafeteria. It's got little lockers on the side and little cafeteria tables. And he uses these dolls that are on bases, dolls about this big. And it's a food fight. That's the game. It's a food fight. And it's awesome. So my 16 year old has been playing it since he was like 10 at siege of augusta every year he goes over and plays it and my other 10 year old won this year so i got a I get a great picture of him you know he's all <laughs> he's all like that because he because he won because his because his big brother was playing too but he beat him you know he, he beat the seasoned player in the food fight but those kind of things i love that i love that part of it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right so now let's go on to uh 
Cool swag. That's a, a big reason people like going to cons is what kind of cool one of a kind, uh, maybe promo type stuff that you can get. Cause a lot of these ones like Adepticon's always had the, um, you know, the swag bags right. that you can get. Gen Con I know has it, uh, whether it's that, or maybe it's like an exclusive, like, uh, a, a con, uh, yearly dice or something or dice yes. tray or something yes. like that. No. Or even a t-shirt. It could be a t-shirt. I you need, know? I, I need every con I go to, I need a t-shirt and I need dice. Mm -hmm. I want, I want the year dice or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a year. As long as it's got the logo on it of whatever the con is, that's what I want. I can leave happy. If that's what I get is a t-shirt and the die. Yeah, I used to not be overly, well, when it comes to gaming conventions, overly concerned with that stuff. But then the bug uh, at Adepticon with their mm -hmm. little swag bags that they mm -hmm. have. And I got paintbrushes that over there that say Adepticon 2017 <laughs> on it. Um, you know, and a lot of times, like, uh, they're really good at, I got board games in swag right, bags right. before from, like, Fantasy Flight did, does it. Uh, I think it was Steamforge was the last uh, actual yeah. game I got. Um, the year I went, they were giving away Rune Wars. Yep, I got Rune Wars. Yep, yep that's that year. So, I mean, that's kind of neat. It's a neat promotional uh, yeah. stuff by the companies that, you know, kind of generate that buzz. Um, but then it taps into that, dare I say, collector of us. Like you oh, said, dice. You got to have oh, all those oh, dice. You got to have them. And I, I started getting T-shirts from all the different years I went to Adepticon. I th think it was the last time I went. Uh, so not last year, year before. A lot of times they had the T-shirts and they have like previous years. Right. Sometimes in goofy sizes. But, man, I'll tell you what. I said, I take one of that one, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> I didn't care what size they were. I wanted the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got an Adepticon hoodie. So I was I was pretty happy. I still have that one. And. And wear it pretty regularly, but I have a one of a kind Coastal Con slash Twisted hoodie that mm. uh, that our buddy AJ at Unipolar Games made and you for have me. A, you have a very super rare Coastal Con T-shirt. I do, I do. I have about <laughs> sorry, four, AJ. <laughs> I have about four Coastal Con shirts. As a matter of fact, Friday when my wife was getting ready to come up because she runs the front desk at Coastal Con. When she was getting ready to come up, she shows up. And she has a Beaufort Tabletop Gaming shirt on, which is our, our game club here. And she said, I was looking for a Coastal Con shirt, but all I found was like four Coastal Con shirts in your drawer. I said, you should have wore it. That's the, that's the, uh, the running that's joke. The, oh yeah. That's the oldest man. That's the, <laughs> that's primo. That's unique right there. Yes. So vendors. You like what? Like like buying lots of new toys and shiny. I tell man. you what, I have to start for any convention, whether it's Gen Con, Adepticon, or the you know real small local ones. I have to start planning because there's something that you know, like flip a switch in your head when you go to conventions that it's like Christmas. You yeah. got to just get everything because you're yeah. like, I'll never see it again. Which you know is not true. You can go of online and get, but it's eBay. like. You just want to come home with loads yeah. of bags. And um, yeah, I think I remember the last time I went nutso like that. I filled up our whole dining room table with all this stuff. And wife says, did you leave anything there? No, no, <laughs> I couldn't do that. Now, I'd, so this is what I do when I when I'm going to a con, 
I will save up before I go because yep. I don't want to go and be like, well, you know, I only brought X amount of dollars. So I will save up my hobby money so that when I get there, I can just go, okay, I want it. Well, one of my favorite things too, at going to conventions is sometimes you'll see stuff that you just don't see locally at the stores because yes. whether they're kind of unique, one of a kind, they just don't produce it mass market. Right. I love finding stuff like that. Um, oh, me too. Like for instance, I, I still play Star Trek attack wing and okay. I can usually find almost any con that I go to some vendor there has a box underneath their table that is just full of old junk that they have from their mm -hmm. store that they just, they pulled off the shelf because it was covered in dust. And I'm like, Ooh, this is only $3. I should probably get everything in the box. Even <laughs> though I already have six of each of them, I should get them while they're only $3. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that that's always fun. It's almost like the hunt, you know, you get, yeah. you get into that hunt of what, what cool stuff can yeah. I find that uh, I don't see anywhere else or I don't see anybody else having. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind of like absolutely. Oh, definitely bragging rights. <laughs> you can find cool stuff, especially if you're a miniature junkie, because you can find discontinued stuff that guys are just trying to get off their shelves. And so they bring it to cons because they know there's a sucker born every minute and his name mm -hmm. is Mac that <laughs> will stop by the booth and buy all the miniatures. Uh, like, for instance, this past Coastal Con, I would definitely have bought a copy of High Noon had it been available. I know you're still on there, Dwight. That's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's that's what that's what we got but i do want to i want to reiterate we're doing really good we're right at 10 o'clock when we start our, our our outro here but um coastal con was a success obviously looking at it from my perspective as the guy that runs it uh, i would have loved to see close closer to the amount of people that we had last year but i totally get it with uh, it's a weird COVID. it's a weird it, year yeah, it's and just, hopefully we can get back to normal yeah it's just weird but you know what it, it was it was a success we had a good time and mm -hmm. i i went into it with the understanding if just my buddies showed up and we played games then just my buddies showed up and we played games and that was that was it i i, 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 see, I see you throwing up little emojis there dwight i'm glad you're still here buddy I'm just I'm just giving you props because I liked your game, man. That's all. Just giving you props. It was a good game. Good game. All right, Eric, whose turn is it to take us out? Because no, you take us out. I did last week. Did you? Did you? Did you I write rambled. that down? Did you write that down? I wrote it down this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I guess we can do that since they got some dancing Eric last week. So that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty high profile stuff. So hey, guys, don't forget. Um, no plug for Coastal Con 2021. However, I'm going to plug Coastal Con 2022 right now because that's how because that's how i roll so don't forget to check out uh there's a couple of very good friends that we have that support the show and that is unipolar games and discover games unipolar games is all your kind of swag needs if you need t-shirts hats coffee cups dice trays whatever it is check them out and discover games which is they have an online store so you can get all kinds of good stuff and a lot of these independent games that we talk about uh Discover Games carries. They carry the Drowned Earth. They carry Relic Blade. They carry Twisted. All of these small independent games. They will be carrying High Noon when it comes out uh, as well. So be on the lookout for that as well. They're great guys. And as always, our patrons. We love our patrons. They are helping us to 
push the show forward and always showing up. My man Todd faithfully here just about every time we click the go live button. So yep. you can you can check them out too. Those are our contributors. Also, podcast. Want to apologize for last week not getting any stories up. It was a busy week getting ready for the con. Should be back on track, if not this week, next week, as I have to unpack the whole Coastal Con idea and everything. And some stuff I have to actually physically unpack still <laughs> so but you can find the podcast on podbean itunes iHeartRadio, pandora stitcher spotify a pocket cast and a whole bunch of other places mm-hmm. i actually stumbled on it on yet another platform that i didn't even know existed the other day <laughs> i was like wow it's like we're everywhere look at us look at us we're famous uh also if you want to get in touch with us if you have an idea for us to talk about on shorts or you're aware of some kind of cool independent game or you are an independent game developer shoot us an email at indieinvasion at gmail.com we would love to to talk to you about whatever because we like to talk about game stuff also check us out on our facebook uh page but you can also still go over and check out the coastal con facebook group Mm mm-hmm you can also check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. We also are over on Twitch as well. We have a couple people watching over there. So if you want to get uh, help us out, go over and follow us on Twitch. Uh, we still haven't quite figured out how to be an affiliate. We know we have certain wickets we have to hit, so we're trying to hit those. So go check us out on Twitch if you don't mind. And the best way you can support the show is to just tell a friend. Tell a friend about the show. Give it a listen. If they like what they hear, then follow us on Podbean because we like Podbean. And a lot of all those places are located right there. Yep. You can find a link to all of those places on the Coastal Con website. So get over the Coastal Con website. Check that out. Let's get some traffic over there as well. And when you're out there playing those games, having a good time, solving all of the universe's gaming problems one game at a time, remember to prepare yourself for the invasion.